Excellence, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this beautiful Monday in Murfreesboro. I think fall has arrived. Football is in the air all over the place. Jeff Jordan joins me, brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Collin Financial Services. Exciting weekend of football, Jeff. Very much so. We had, we had a really, really good weekend, uh, you know, with the uh, numerous wins and even the Braves won yesterday. So, uh, you know, that was good. Well, I don't think your commanders had a good day, did they? Oh, no. Well, I don't know. No, no, no. We, no we well, other than that, uh, I guess on the high school side of things, it depends on who you are and what, right. you're, what you're with. Not not all of our teams won, but uh, but certainly a big game for Middle Tennessee on Saturday. 25-point dog at Miami, which I, I think that line was about what I expected it to be. Did Did you think that's about right? Yeah, I thought that was – yeah, that, that was fair, I guess. After you watched the game, it wasn't fair at all. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I don't remember an, another team helping another team like Miami helped us. I mean, they, they just did all kinds of stuff that really helped us. And uh, turned out it was too much for them to overcome. I'm glad we didn't play another quarter or anything, but, yay. Wins a win. Well, you know, it, it got up twenty-four to three, and you kind of thought well, Miami's going to make their run. And and every time they did make some kind of a run, Middle answered back. And, right. And you know, never got they Miami never got within closer to fourteen points. Uh, and and frankly, Jeff, if you take out that uh, long touchdown run on the kickoff, uh, Middle Tennessee's defense really was pretty dominant that game. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, it must have been a day for Middle Tennessee. Uh, defensive backs. Our young man from the from the Titans did very well yesterday. Young Mister Byers. Yes, sir. He he and really could have had a second interception uh, in in the end zone on the two point conversion, but he tipped the ball, but didn't catch it. But it, he he was right where he was supposed to be. Middle Tennessee opened the season with a loss to James Madison, which has turned out to be a really good team. They beat Appalachian State on Saturday, the team that beat Texas A and M. And kind of had the world by the tail, so to speak. So I think James Madison is proven to be a, a worthy opponent. Uh, let's, I don't think James Madison is worth better than 35 points in middle. And I'm not sure Middle Tennessee's 25 points better than, uh, what, 21 points better than Miami. But it just shows how strange this football game can be. It has been a very unusual year. And we're only in, well, week three, five, wherever, whatever level you're talking about. It's been a lot of upsets, a lot of teams that are not supposed to win actually winning. It's just been very unusual. Let's uh, go ahead and take a quick break. That way we can get, get, get into this thing and roll big time into Middle Tennessee's win for sure. we got high school football to talk about. And, and the baseball playoffs are just about to get started in uh, – the Braves will be on radio. And of course, Rick Stocks will live tonight at 6 o'clock at the Boulevard. I suspect a few people want to show up for that. Uh, Stock, Stock was fired up after the game, by the way. Well, he should have been. <laughs> he was had every there. reason to be. All right, let's take that first break. We'll be right back with more All Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. 
guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month or covered by most health insurance. So if you don't live near a Low T Center or you're just busy and need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy and to get started, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the join free workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited. Hello, friends. Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up. It really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, I'm so thankful we took care of this ahead of time. It would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan sitting in as we typically do on a Monday. Glad that you are with us. The uh, Jeff, let's go through high school first, I guess. Um, some scores are real interesting. You know, Smyrna, is, I'm not sure he's gotten the respect that they deserve. And, and a nice win over Riverdale on Saturday night. The two teams in two different regions now. So it wasn't a region this, that, and the other. But uh, a nice win for Smyrna, 15-5. to five. Very nice win. And I'm, and I'm sure uh, – well, it was fifteen to five for a long time, and stayed that way uh, through the fourth quarter. It was, um, I'm sure, I'm sure it meant a lot to the Bulldogs, who have been a thorn in everybody's side, really, uh, and have have beaten Riverdale over the years a few times. But but this one was very nice for them. Yes. Let's tell a winning note: the Blackman over Antioch. Uh, really, Antioch scored twenty eight points. Is that right? Yeah, fifty six to twenty eight. That's a few more than I thought Antioch might score, but Blackman never in trouble there at all. That's correct, and I think Blackman, I, I, he he may have the team out there that he expected to have last year. I, I don't know. We we sure talked a lot last year, but we didn't play very well. But this year, we're talking less and playing better, so that's great. Well, they've got uh, Oakland <clears throat> as their measuring stick coming up this Thursday night. Right, Friday right. Friday night, I think, take that back. Uh, Friday night, what, what, what are Blackman's chances to win that football game, do you think? Well... I guess better than you might think. I, you know, usually quite often in recent years you would say, well, you know, no matter who it is, it makes a difference to who it was. They're probably not going to beat Oakland. I think Blackman's got a chance. I, I, and maybe maybe better than a, a decent you, chance. You mentioned Miami helped middle to some degree. And, and, you know, I'm not sure whether that was middle defense was that good or the, the quarterback was not so good at, at all. But Blackman's going to need some of those kinds of things to happen, don't you imagine? Right. Football game. Right. They could use a break or two. And Oakland's so deep, and so well coached, well drilled. It's it's they don't help you at all. And of course they're not supposed to. Uh, 
but most teams do help you or at some point you know they do things that they fumble they do this they do that and you can take advantage of it maybe oakland doesn't do much of that and they take advantage of your mistakes and i think this is a good oakland team they're giving up more points than we're used to on occasion but uh, but they're they're they score plenty you know we're, we're trying to i take that back that's not the way you need to say it we're trying to find a way to See, Oakland's not as good as they've always been because it's this right and the other. Jeff, uh, there's nothing that tells me that they're not going to be 15-0 in state championship again. No, they haven't shown any indication that you know that they're going to be beat. And I, I'd have to say, too, that one reason they're giving up more points, let's be fair, is that they're scoring so much themselves that they you know they give up the football. Yeah. And so the other team has, has chances to score. But by that time, usually, maybe except maybe Ravenwood game, uh, by that time, Oakland's got a good lead, and I, I see no reason to pick against them. A couple more winning sides. Stewart's Creek over Laverne. Somebody had to win in our county in that one. Stewart's Creek clearly did, 38 nothing. Middle Tennessee Christian School still having another good year, 38-21 uh, over Lakeway Christian. Uh, both those teams uh, need the wins. Stewart's Creek in a different kind of way. Again, it's non-region, but uh, the creek was – it stumbled some this year right and that's that's sort of been you know how they do things uh they've never been able to be dominant but they've usually have a competitive team and this year is no different on the other side of the deal we've mentioned uh smyrna beating riverdale oh i'm sorry i missed evil over cornerville good win nice win for them for sure district win region win Rockville uh, loses Knowlesville. Knowlesville out of Williamson County is, is slowly but surely built a very good program. And Rockville, a little bit wider margin than I expected to be, 49-21. But the, the Rock has, has a chance to get into the playoffs this year. Yes, they do. And, and they've got a good team, quick, well-coached team. Uh, they're on the smallish side, I think. But still, very competitive football team. And you're right, um, Nolensville really is a, is a power in Williamson County, and they, and they have been almost since they opened the doors of the school. Siegel over Warren County, 21-18, take on Riverdale this week. A big game for both schools, Jeff, don't you imagine? Oh, that? yeah. You know, Riverdale needs to reestablish itself a bit, and, and Siegel sees this, there's chances, you know, we, we can slip into the playoffs now, and Riverdale is, is gettable. When you think that's what they're saying in the star locker room? Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it. Riverdale has two region losses, and they have to play Oakland yet. So if you count that as a, as number three, that's going to put the playoffs very, very you know, and if they lose to Siegel, that'll be four losses if that happens. And that's uh, Riverdale could be out. They could be. Going into the season, me, and just to be honest with you, didn't see a way that that Siegel-Riverdale game could be all that important right you're agreeing with that yes I, I absolutely nodding your head though right but it, 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 it's there seagulls pulled a couple of nice wins off of 11 and the one is it strikes me that i think they were third or fourth in the state when seagull went over there and beat them yeah and so it, it tells me that their program is good and, and riverdale right now is a reeling a bit they are they they uh um have had some problems they they never got it going versus rock vale a game that i happened to see um, and they, you know, they, they just couldn't get out of their own way sometimes, and they've lost another game since then. So, hey, they, they don't need to lose this week. That's for certain. 
Cane Ridge and Smyrna uh, play each other this week. Uh, that's for that region championship, when you imagine? Probably. It, 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 those are the two best teams. Cane Ridge has been one, and Smyrna's been two the last two or three years since they split the, the regions up the way they have. And uh, Cane Ridge had a nice win this past week as well, so the, 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 they're very good. Uh, I'd like to think that Smyrna could go and win that football game. I'm, I'm not sure they can, but uh, if that's Smyrna, that's the good news. That is good news. Always difficult to play at the dog pound. No matter who they're playing, the, the Bulldogs seem to play very well at home. Cane uh, Ridge, probably the better football team. Don't know. We we'll, we'll, guess we'll find out Friday about 9 o'clock. We'll know. Uh, but I, You know, I doubt, uh, seriously, uh, if the, the teams in Nashville were it really thrilled to see the Bulldogs come into that region. Sure, sure. Uh, because, uh, because they are uh, they're going to field a playoff team just about every year. And and this year's no different. Laverne's in Dixon County in a game that's not going to matter a whole lot, I don't think. Uh, Kings Academy comes to Middle Tennessee Christian School. Rockville and Stewart's Creek, that, again, is a game that for that writes a three and four probably in that region. It's going to depend on that game and Seagull Riverdale. I guess that's probably correct, yes. Uh, and I think um, I think that's a – an excellent matchup, really. I think two equal teams. I, I believe they'll go at each other pretty well. Eagleville trying to get into the playoffs to take on Wayne County at home this, this week. Uh, so I think that wraps up our schedule. Uh, the, the game on Thursday night will be – Brian told me this. Uh, Riverdale Seagull, I believe, is a game we got on Thursday night. And Friday night, Middle Tennessee plays a rare Friday night game. We'll talk about that after the break. Uh, but Oakland uh, Blackman will be streamed on WGNS streaming network to, to, to listen to that one and see what's going on. Uh, two re- really key football games, as, as we mentioned, for various and sundry reasons. High school football, Jeff, is uh, in that time of the year now that some teams are trying to get that first place and some people just trying to scratch and get their way into the playoffs. Right. We're in the second half now, and, uh, uh, and people are lining up and looking at the end and seeing what they should do. And all that kind of stuff. Of course, it always doesn't work out like you think it will. But uh, you've got a rosy way of looking at it and then, and then another way of, of looking at it. But uh, teams are being assessed as to what they can do and what they can't do. And uh, it, it's, it makes for an interesting week, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. The weather has turned out perfectly good this yeah, fall. Boy. I, you know, there's been very little rain and to speak of on the Thursdays and Fridays that the game's been played. It looks like this weekend's going to be, uh, again, the same way. And uh, and then, Jeff, we're not far away from fall break, which which is, is typically an off week for most of our schools. Uh, smart, uh, excuse me, Oakland is the exception to that. It has been for a long time, simply because Oakland doesn't have the luxury of saying, we're going to play this week, and we're not going to play this week. Whatever they got to take their games when they can find it. Right, and and they usually I don't remember. I'm sure it's happened, but seems like to me Oakland plays that week every year. Uh, I guess they just have to if they can get a game, they get it. And and I, I don't know. I I don't think it's a disadvantage. I think it's an advantage. It, it gives you a chance to play. You you and maybe get a bigger crowd, and then you get to go scout in your off week. So you know, I think it's fine. You got eleven weeks to play ten games, and that's why. The end of fall break is is the ideal time not to play your game because you you like to give your kids a few days off sure. to have fall break with their families or whatever they need to do and not have that game at the end of the week and not not that they're going to spend that week lollygagging. I'm sure there'll be some some 
work sessions that take place, but uh, you, you can't give the, the kids a few days off. And, and that's right. And if, and if they don't play, by the way, and, and, and somebody does play, and I think every year somebody does play, and uh, Brian broadcasts that game, you can go to that game, and players from the other team that's yeah. not playing, they're there. They come and see the game. So it's, it's, it's an interesting. This fall break thing, which uh, is it's different. Uh, most people seem to like like it a lot. I don't know if football coaches do or not, but most people seem to like it. I mean, it, it works. You know, historically, the spring break thing was was there for the farm kids to be able to get out and, and help work work the fields, right? Right. Fall break doesn't have any of that going on. It just, no. <laughs> it's just it's just what it is. <laughs> it was, they just hope for a warm day so they can go swimming. How do you know? <laughs> uh, so uh, good for them. And uh, but anyway, we're that that begins. Uh, I guess this is the last week, right. week of school, right? Right. And then, uh, as a matter of fact, my two teaching kids, uh, son-in-law and daughter, are taking off Friday night, headed from Miami to go on a cruise. So, uh, <laughs> good for them to get that fall break in place. Well, I think one thing, and you mentioned it just a minute ago, and you don't, maybe you take this for granted, I don't know, you don't, but uh, a, a lot of people might, but the weather has been just absolutely wonderful. And I, I don't know how they stood August. But when they got into September and the temperatures dropped a little bit, uh, and now have, I hope have dropped permanently into the 60s and 70s, uh, it has been beautiful. I mean, it really has been nice. There was and, a real wisp of cool air yeah. this, this morning when I got out. That's right. Outside, uh, relatively early, but uh, it's it, very comfortable. And the, the thing about it is now, Jeff, even in the afternoon when it does warm up, there's not a lot of humidity in place. Which That's is, correct. Which changes the, my world a lot. Well, we had a we had a big uh, we had a big a wedding in my family this oh, past right? weekend, yeah, and we had a rehearsal on Friday and uh, on Saturday, I guess it was. Did you and, wear a tux or anything? And uh, well, <laughs> I didn't go quite that far, but went a lot further than I wanted to. <laughs> but anyway, but it was it was absolutely beautiful, both both for the rehearsal and for the actual wedding. We had a great time. That's good to hear. Let's go ahead and take our break. Uh, interested to see what Chip Walters got to say about Saturday, and of course, it's coming Friday night. That game and, and all things Blue Raiders right after this on All Sports Talk. Get it later from the paper or get it now from the radio. WGNSRadio.com. Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNS Good afternoon. It's still quite busy actually out here on the South Loop, the West Loop. It's still moving on 24 out through Rutherford County. Uh, busy over here on Briley Parkway in the last few minutes. Uh, it looks like that may be a wreck there. Yes, northbound on Briley Parkway over here around County Hospital Road. It looks like it's running pretty slow due to an accident. It looks like it just happened. Hey, Ober Gatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge is celebrating Oktoberfest. You got, uh, what, 30 days? Check it out online at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Listen each weekday morning at 9 o'clock for the roundtable here on News Radio WGNS. Interesting hosts and guests with the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Here on News Radio WGNS. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. 
call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and a lot of positive fallout following Middle Tennessee's 45-31 win over 25th-ranked Miami over the weekend. Earlier today, redshirt senior quarterback Chase Cunningham and redshirt sophomore defensive lineman Zalen Wood were both named Conference USA Players of the Week after helping lead the Blue Raiders to that win over the 25th-ranked Hurricanes. It was the first honor for both players. Cunningham was named the Offensive Player of the Week while Wood brought home the Defensive Player of the Week. Cunningham keyed Middle's first ever win over a ranked opponent by throwing for a career-high 408 yards on just 16 completions. He averaged 25.5 yards per completion. It went down as the sixth most passing yards in a game at Middle and just the eighth 400-yard game in school history. Cunningham had completions of 98, 89, 71, and 69 yards with the 98-yarder matching the longest in school history. Cunningham's per-yard completion Uh, was 25 and a half, and the NCAA record is 22.9, but that record is based on a minimum of 22 completions in a game, so he was just short of that. Wood, who earned Walter Camp National Defensive Player of the Week honors on Sunday, led a defensive unit that just wreaked havoc on the Hurricanes all day. The redshirt sophomore turned in a career-best two sacks to go along with two tackles for loss, a fumble recovery, and his second career interception that he returned 15 yards for a Blue Raider touchdown. Overall, it was the 84th and 85th Conference Player of the Week uh, winners under head coach Rick Stockstill with 36 wins, or 36 of those coming in Conference USA, 49 from the Sun Belt. 26 have been on offense, 36 on defense, and 23 
on special teams. An additional honor for Cunningham as well, the Manning Award, sponsored by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, has named eight quarterbacks as its Stars of the Week. College football fans can now go to the Allstate Sugar Bowl Facebook page to vote for what they think was the best performance from this past weekend. When the voting closes on Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Time, the top vote-getter will be announced as the Manning Award Quarterback of the Week. In addition to Chase Cunningham, Jalen Daniels of Kansas, Jalen Hall of BYU, Hendon Hooker of Tennessee, Adrian Martinez of Kansas State, Bo Nix of Oregon, Donovan Smith of Texas Tech, and DJ Ungalalele of Clemson are the others in that uh, list of eight who uh, who are part of that. All right, some quick notes from uh, around the athletic department. Uh, one sad note uh, uh, that George Camp, longtime athletic trainer passed away on Friday night and uh, he, he came to Middle Tennessee in 1969 and spent over 30 years as the head athletic trainer and was actually the first full-time athletic trainer uh, that the Blue Raiders ever had. Now the sports medicine department is uh, much, much larger with uh, many more people there to help with the care of Blue Raider athletes. But our thoughts are with the family of George Camp He and his wife, Cindy, and their daughters lived here in Murfreesboro for quite some time. And uh, George Camp passing away. We certainly wish our best thoughts to he, his family, and his friends. All right, don't forget, coming up at 6 o'clock, it's Rick Stocks to Live. Ought to be lively out at the Boulevard and hope you are part of all that fun. So join us coming up here at 6 o'clock right on WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett, Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air, Lee Tallman Financial Services. Mr. Tallman, take care of your money, Jeff. Every penny. Right now, it's a little tough, isn't it? Well,. I, I'm so wealthy, I don't realize, you know, if we're going through bad times or not. I just, you know, just keep counting the dollars. Well, I'm up to 8 or $10 now. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, the, 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 the dilemma that schools like Middle Tennessee face is making the decision to play a Friday night game, which, which is designated for high schools. And right. I, I know it 
angers some folks to see a college team play on a Friday night because they want to see both games. On the other side, when you get an opportunity to play a national TV game, you just can't turn that down. And it's a tough decision to make. I know the first time Middle did that, there's a lot more rankers taking place, I think, now. But TV wants a game on Friday night, and they're coming to Conference USA and the Sun Belt Conference and schools like that to say, if you play on Friday night, we can get you on national television. It's going to be on CBS Sports Network and a 6.30 game against San Antonio, which is a really good football team. Right. Right, I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be an advocate for Friday night sure. college football. I mean, I'm just not. Sure. I don't, I don't like it. I don't think they should do that. But I do understand it. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of folks that say they shouldn't do that. Right. But you know, say it puts you in a tough position, and when you got a chance to do that game, it, it just. I just don't see how you can turn it down to, to do it. But it, it it does make it tough. Especially in this state and this area where so many people like to watch middle play and like to watch Riverdale, Oakland, Smyrna, whatever play, uh, makes makes it tough. Well, it's nice when you're on TV too, and 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 I remember my feet. And I, this didn't happen as, as you're very much aware. That this didn't happen for years, really. And and then you, all of a sudden one day you're watching TV and they're giving the middle score. You know. Yeah. The same. It's getting the same thing as LSU is getting. I mean, it, uh, uh, scoring updates. And I'll, and I, I like that. And then they, of course, they have players that are from Middle Tennessee, play Middle Tennessee, that kind of thing. And it, it's good publicity, good for recruiting. It, it's it, there's a positive there. Well, there is. You know, the, for those kids, the chance to play on national television is is, is pretty special. Sure, uh, they like to do that, and 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 you can understand that why. But uh, six thirty on Friday night looks like the weather's going to be really good. After James Madison, you and I and everybody, Blue Raider, thought, woe is me. This season's <laughs> yeah. going to be, you know, can we win a game or two? And what a difference three weeks makes. You know, you, you go to Colorado State, they've turned out to be a pretty sorry team, frankly. But it's still a nice win on the road against the Mountain West squad. TSU comes in. You're thinking, this is a team that can cause us some trouble. We're still thinking about Ed Tuttle Jones and John Merritt. They're not, they're not on – the campus anymore at TSU, and, and uh, but Eddie George brought his ball club in. Middle just dismantled them in, in short order, and then Miami was one of those games for me, Jeff, to, to give some kind of confirmation that maybe it's a pretty good football team. Can we stay within that twenty-five point range? Uh, honestly, you, you speak from the heart. You and I both probably said, you know, if the score had been thirty-five twenty-one, Miami, we could have counted that. As that moral victory, which right. coaches say they never want to have, but you know it's one of those say, well, you know, we hung in there, we we're pretty tough. But to to win the way they did, now I'm on the other side of the coin. Will the bubble burst? Because right now, the middle looks like a pretty good, a real good football team, as a matter of fact. They do, and they're they're executing. Their confidence has got to be out out the roof uh, that, that they're playing well. And and you know, Tim, there was a number of games this year. This this past weekend, middle was one of them because the kid throws two interceptions in the first few minutes of the football game, and middle's up thirteen to nothing or ten to nothing, and it was just it was a great thing. I don't know, did, did you see any of the Michigan game? I yeah. watched some, yeah, you know, not a lot. Well, the 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 first minute, the first thirty seconds was was critical. I mean, how often do you kick off you you kick off the ball to start the game? 
and 10 seconds later, you're ahead. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even your football. And so it was just really very strange. But we had a number of teams, a number of games like that where there was something strange or weird or unusual that happened. Well, you know, the Colorado State game started the same way for Middle East. That's the right. The game did. You know, first play of the game on the defense, Middle intercepts a pass and goes in for a touchdown. This didn't happen quite that way. It was the first play was an interception. Middle turned into a field goal. The second play of the game for right. Miami, second pass play, was an interception pick six by the uh, Zalem Wood, who, by the way, has been named the National Defensive Player of the Week. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird year, and it's, we're only halfway through. <laughs> you know, it's unusual for a defensive end to tip the ball in the air. Right. And, and it comes right down in his lap, and you, you got what, 15 yards to be able to just kind of dance into the end zone, and everybody's dreaming. And, and now you force that in, and, and off you go. Uh, but uh, – what can Middle do? They're three and one right now. Conference USA play starts. Uh, there's a couple stinkers in this league for sure. Florida International must be terrible. Western beat them seven three nothing. Nothing away from Western, but Jeff, nobody in the in the conference ought to be beating another conference team by thirty seventy three points. You wouldn't think there'd be enough time to score that many, would you? You wouldn't at all. Uh, Charlotte is very gettable. Uh, FIU FAU appears to be very gettable. Western's gonna be a tough game, but it's at home. All right. Uh, you got San Antonio, a tough game, which is at home. Uh, Texas El Paso is a game that you, you think you go ahead and win. Right now, Middle's got a, sh- a really good, legitimate shot at a eight and four, nine three season, Jeff. And uh, who could have thought that after week one? Boy, and that's that's so needed on the MTSU campus and with within the coaching staff. I'm sure uh, the, the, uh, eight or nine wins would be. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know the word to describe it, uh, but good certainly. <laughs> well, am I wrong to think that's possible? No, no, you're not wrong at all. I, uh, I I'm the one that uh, has. Uh, well, maybe I'm not alone, but I did underestimate how 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 good they were going to be. But it, it's still early. We'll see what what happens. But well, all the signs are positive. Yeah, it's still a very fragile fan base, wouldn't you say? Yes. You know, to think okay, three and one. All right, we're still waiting for that bubble to burst a little bit. Uh, San Antonio, another good measuring stick. Uh, I hope to be a big crowd there. Uh, I know that they hope to have a big crowd at Oakland. They have, it, it, we talked about that high school thing situation as well. But uh, Jeff, the first home game against Tennessee State, as good a student crowd as I've seen in, in the stadium in a long, long time. I'm not sure what prompted all that, but uh, I hope they come back. Well, um it, there were a number of things in that game, uh, certainly. The, the beautiful weather uh, in the middle. They're at home. They're playing Tennessee State, who we have had a real rivalry with them over the years. And the Tennessee State band, of course, is known nationally. A lot of people will go to see them. And, and, and luckily for them, they got to see two great bands. Um, but, uh, you know, I was watching the middle game on, on television, and I was thinking, well, we could be them, the crowd. I'm going to be charitable. The crowd in Miami was sparse. Sparse. I mean, sparse. <laughs> you could have met the people around you easily if you wanted to. Uh, so, and they were booing their own team, which I absolutely hate. Uh, you know, and Jeff, this is a team is ranked 25th in the country. It's not like you know they they haven't had some success and. and uh... <laughs> 
But yeah, they the Boo Birds. What 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 people were there? You think would be the most loyal fans you got? Yeah, and they're booing. Be the ones that shouldn't be booing at all, but uh, uh, they were not happy. Let's say it that's that way. correct. <laughs> uh, to be sure, but Miami is a strange place. Not only the University of Miami, but Florida Atlantic and Florida International, which are both in our, in our conference right now. Uh, Jeff, those home crowds there are also very sparse. And FIU, as bad as they must be this year, you probably could just call the stadium and say, what time is the game starting? And they say, what time can you be here? Yeah. I, I know that that's correct. And I know it was two or three years ago that a middle supporter went down there for a basketball game. I believe it was Florida Atlantic. And uh, a, a women's basketball game, anyway. And and counted counted the crowd. It was like in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> like eighty people there. I mean, my goodness, we got eighty in our row. <laughs> well, uh, maybe not, when, but we got I a lot. The women's basketball games and went to Florida Atlantic, Florida International, a couple of different times. I mean, I can, I can tell you for for a fact, there is nobody there. You that's, know, yeah. I think the janitor lets his family in the back door, and that's that's about that's about the extent of their crowd. I wonder who's paying the bills for all that. I mean, if the football team's not any good. Well, as I say, the, the, the Miami area is just different when it comes to college football. As good as the University of Miami has been, they've never been a huge draw. Right. Even in, in, in Miami. And, and to say, you're thinking 25th in the country, nice Saturday afternoon day. We've got Middle Tennessee rolling in here. This ought to be one that we can sit back and kind of we're, we're puff out our chest and have a good time with and uh yeah you're right the crowd yeah. was sparse. yeah there, there was very in, in, in a very large stadium by the way yeah, that's correct that's right that's right so uh, well your thoughts on friday night can i get can i get some sense of a i don't know i need a prediction or not but just what what do you see happening friday night with middle tennessee and san antonio well uh, san antonio is very very good are they not they are sure and won the conference last year, expected to win it again this year. Well, uh, I think we can keep them from doing that. Uh, and if, if our confidence takes hold, and if we have a you know, good week of practice and everything, we can compete in this football game. I think we can compete with anybody we've got left. Well, I, th- I think so, too. And I, I'm anxious to see how that plays itself out. Uh, should be a good one. Hopefully that'll be the case. Uh, uh, 6.30 is the kickoff. And we'll be seen on CBS Sports Network for those that uh, choose to watch it that way but uh i really encourage people to get out to a, a football game if, if if it's not your high school team get out to floyd stadium and, and watch the raiders play that you know if you're going to be on national television jeff that's you want to go out and do that b you want to go out and play well and c you want to show up well on the, on the in, in the stands you want to see the people across sure. the country see the middle tennessee is supporting that so you know if you're sitting on that fence and you're a raider fan i'd say get out there and and, and show the national people that uh the raider football is alive and and i'll also just throw this out there you're going to see a great band perform yeah you, you really will i mean they're good and they, they make they're nothing lazy about our band they, they do a great job well that 6 30 uh on friday night i mean saturday is a day we can sit back and just watch college what, football and not have to worry about that uh and speaking of college football i made the point to several of my buddies that Tennessee got the monkey off their back beating Florida, and Middle Tennessee beats Miami. That's a, that's two old Tennessee over the Florida schools in that week, and uh, it's not been that way very often. 
It's possible, I guess, that I don't. I don't know. Maybe to me, the, to me, the, the win over Florida meant a lot more than just a win over Florida. Sure, I, I, I thought it meant more than that, and it, and to the University of Tennessee and to the fan base. And I guess I can consider myself one of those. I'm I'm Tennessee and Vanderbilt and, and Middle and you know our our local universities, but um, I, I think it. I think Tennessee was. It, there's a message in there somewhere. I'm not sure what the message is, but to me the message is: Hey, look here, we have arrived. We're getting better. Our coaches are, and things are really looking up. And I think that was the message. And I think it's pretty obvious that's true. Both schools, Middle and, and universities, he have outstanding quarterbacks. Yes. Chase Cunningham has been lights out uh, in the last three games for sure. And Hendon Hooker got a shot at the Heisman, Jeff. To be real yeah. honest, if Tennessee can keep their season rolling the way that they have so far. Now they they got Alabama coming up. They got Georgia coming up. But uh, for the first time, I think there's some some real hope, if not some expectation, that Tennessee get one of those games. Well, surely you, you when you play people like that, and they're in your conference, I mean. I mean Tennessee has proven that they can that they're moving forward and they can compete. Whether they beat Georgia, or Alabama, both of which I doubt they will, but they could. They, it's possible. They're they're moving in that in the proper direction, and you don't just go from you know an average or better below average football team to a national championship contender in in one year. Mm-hmm. You know you you got to work your way toward it, and I think it's pretty obvious that the University of Tennessee is working in that direction and having some success. Let's close the college segment on this note. Vanderbilt found their day of reckoning <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. Uh, it was a 39-point spread, and most people I talked to at least didn't think that Alabama would win by 39, that Vanderbilt could cover that 39 points. Well, it didn't happen. It uh, it wasn't it wasn't even anywhere near close. 50-something to <clears> – <throat> Three, Three. I believe. Well, had I been betting, which I do not do under any circumstances, I would have taken Vanderbilt in the points as well. Sure. So I would have been wrong as well. So be it. <laughs> Break time. We'll come back and get the last segment in here right after this on All Sports Talk. Murfreesboro is home to some amazing people, so tune in this Sunday to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White as they talk to some of these amazing people every Sunday from 9 until 10 p.m. and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a day. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Ah, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Good afternoon. It's still quite busy actually out here on the South Loop, the West Loop. It's still moving on 24 out through Rutherford County. Uh, busy over here on Briley Parkway in the last few minutes. Uh, it looks like that may be a wreck there. Yes, northbound on Briley Parkway over here around County Hospital Road. It looks like it's running pretty slow due to an accident. It looks like it just happened. Hey, Ober Gatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge is celebrating Oktoberfest. You got, uh, what, 30 days? Check it out online at obergatlinburg.com. 
Sports.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. This segment brought to you by First Bank offices across the state of Tennessee. Certainly right here in Murfreesboro. Good service, friendly folks. First Bank. Baseball is, well, let, let's, let's talk Titans first for just a second. Uh, hung on, Jeff, to, to win yesterday. Uh, it, it seemed like that last quarter, every play, every play, every play that could go against the Titans did. Oakland made play after play, fourth down conversions, long passes here and there and yonder. And finally, the two-point conversion burst that bubble and Titans hang on to win. They're one and two. Not overly impressive in the second half for sure. First half, they just rolled. Uh, Derrick Henry looked like himself. Tannehill was really good. But the second half, they couldn't get anything done. No, and uh, that, I, I don't know that I understand that. I, I did – I don't know how many people uh, – of course, it doesn't matter – but it was fourth and four, and Titans had a lead and the football and could have punted and probably put it, I'm not sure where, but down closer to their goal line, and Vrabel decides to go for it. Yeah. I don't know of anybody that would have done that except him, and, of course, he didn't get it. And, and, and when they didn't get it, uh, Las Vegas – Drove the link to the field. That sounds weird, Las Vegas. I know it does sound weird, doesn't it? Uh, I agree with you, but and I nearly said Oakland then, but anyway, uh, and they got down there and and um, middle intercepts the ball, and you know who intercepted it in the in the end zone. Kevin Byard, but to, to his credit, he, he he was alert and he got the ball, but the, the Raider players should have caught that football for a touchdown. Perhaps so. I I I, I don't know the answer to that, and I would think. I'm sure he got excited, but he he probably should have just dropped right there. Sure. But he didn't. He ran it out. But it turned out to work out all right. He got it out about the 30 or so. and uh, But there again, uh, uh, Las Vegas came back, scored, and were within a two-point conversion. And and that ball was tipped, and Brandon got it again. Mm-hmm. And he knocked it down in the end zone. You know, he didn't intercept it. But – uh, I, I thought that was that was great. I, it really annoyed me on the on TV. The guy didn't even mention his name. That 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 annoyed me. He could have said who who he was, where he was from. <laughs> I meant to bring this up. Uh, Friday night will be the formal uh, retirement of Kevin Byard's jersey from Middle Tennessee. That's right. That ceremony will take place. Kevin will be present, given the fact that the Friday night game has a chance to get there, and, and for that, so it should be a really neat time. It, it just kind of shows you, Jeff. Players can come from nowhere to be not only uh, an all-conference USA player, but to be an all-pro player, being a two-star recruit that uh, Middle was able to get when Kentucky, I think the story goes, uh, had offered him a scholarship and a day or two before withdrew the offer because they had some other player that thought better do that. Landed in Middle and uh, he and Stock form a great bond. Byard's really a good player. And then he goes on third round draft choice by the titans and went from third round draft choice to all pro player with what in the first year or two i mean he, right. just, he just took the, the league by storm from the beginning right and that, i think that's a real success story of course it's uh i i would assume that it's very difficult when you're drafting people to play in the pros or signing them for college uh, from uh, from a high school 
very difficult to measure a person's heart and a person's brain. And he is a smart guy. Sure. And he must study film all the time because he's in the right place a lot. And you know, and even if he doesn't catch the ball or intercept, he's there for the tackle. He's not scared to make a tackle. You know, that safety is the quarterback on defense for sure. Right. It, it is, as you mentioned, being smart and being reactionary is key to that position. Very much like in basketball, which you and I have a little bit more experience with, if you've got a point guard that has those kinds of instincts, they just can make the pass to people, they can make the play that you can't coach. Right. I think that's where Kevin Byard is. He's got stuff that you can't coach. I think Kevin's an excellent player. He's he's the kid on the playground. And when you're picking the team, you pick him. Yeah. He, you want him on your team. He doesn't like to lose. He'll figure out a way not to. <laughs> and I like that. That's good. I mentioned we are going to talk baseball. We've got about two minutes left to, to talk about the Braves and their, their shot at uh, where they are in, in playoffs and, and – uh, they got a little time left. They they they're in Washington tonight, and, uh, and uh, I don't know. You know, you just can't tell about them. Braves have lost so many people to injury for, you know, and whatnot, and it's just not good. And they just swing for the fences constantly. But anyway, uh, in order in order to get the division, you're going to have to go into the Mets series and be at least no more than three out, and then we're going to have to sweep them to tie them. That's difficult to do. That is really tough. They are at home there when they play the Mets, but they were better aware about the Nationals now. And Tim, as you're very well aware, you keep up with it every day. The Mets just don't lose much. No, I mean just you know they just keep winning. And when they do that, you'll never catch them. Playoff atmosphere in Atlanta though when the oh, yeah. Mets come in, would you imagine? Oh yeah, absolutely, and no, no question. And they're going to get in the playoffs, and they're going to have an opportunity to to try to match last year. All right, Jeff, we got to get out of the way. Rick Stocks Live is coming up next right here on WGNS Radio. Thanks for listening. Monty, hail in for more All Sports Talk tomorrow.